Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Joel Saves Big. I hope you guys enjoy the show. If you guys ever do want to join, feel free to DM me at Joel Saves Big on Instagram. Also, you can leave a comment in the show notes if you have any questions. Hope you guys enjoy. So today I have the honor and privilege to be speaking with Kiwi Dollars. Uh, you can find her Instagram account at Kiwi Dollars, which will be linked in the, the show notes. Kiwi Dollars, would you mind introducing yourself? Yes, absolutely. Hi, everybody. My name is actually Nellie Bruce, um, but you can always find me at Kiwi Dollars, and most of y'all know me as Kiwi or think I'm anonymous. Um, I am currently a 21-year-old undergrad, just kind of pursuing fire. Um, grew up low SCS and really just wanted to be that change maker in my family. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, yeah, and like Joel said, my name is Nellie Bruce and you can find me at Kiwi Dollars. Awesome. Um, so would you want to go by uh, Nellie or Kiwi during this call? Uh, you can absolutely call me Nellie. Nellie, awesome. Um, so Nellie, you're 21, um, pursuing FIRE, still in school. How did you find out about like the FIRE movement? So during the pandemic, um, like before the pandemic, I actually had two of my vehicles stolen. Um, so I really need, like, I felt like I just needed to have a car. I needed a car to get around, but my mom had really low credit, but she would do any, like my mom went to all kinds of lengths to like get a car for me. And she ended up getting a car off of this like shady lot. They like overcharged us for it. So we were trying to pay down this car. And I realized that I was in debt for this car. Like I realized that like, this car and like my student loans were like money that was attached to me like every mm -hmm. every two weeks I didn't have any money because I was putting all of my money into this car and I really wanted to change so like I realized during the pandemic I was staying at home I wasn't really driving the car um and like I don't know why but like after like I really wanted to change my like idea around money and I started getting these like fire posts on my Instagram and I think that's really where it all started with that poor that poor terrible car wow that is that is something crazy. Two stolen cars, got another car, realized that you're, you're giving money to someone else for something that they overcharged you for. And you were like, I need to get out of this and better myself in your future. That's, that's very inspiring. Um, so what made you make like the, the Instagram page? Did you, were you following things on your personal page and then you wanted to dedicate Kiwi dollars, something separate? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I, like I started just seeing stuff like during the pandemic, we was in lockdown. I didn't have anything to do. Um, so I really like, I spent a lot of time just really like making budget, like adding up money, like figuring out different things. Like I had lost my job. So I was using some unemployment, trying to like save up as much money as I could to pay this car off. So finally I decided to make the Instagram page, uh, maybe in the fall of 2020, I want to say September, it's going on a year right now. Wow. I made page to just kind of journal and hold myself accountable. I wanted to just kind of be able to scroll back over time and watch my financial growth. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I think the page has morphed a little bit now and I kind of create relatable content for people my age, but originally it really was just supposed to be a journal. Like this is what I'm doing this week. This is the money milestone I've hit. Awesome. Like a, like a social roadmap um, where you can hold yourself accountable and others in the same community, you can inspire them. I mean, I was definitely inspired by yours. I remember um, when I first created my account, like you were one of the accounts I followed on my personal page. And I was like, okay, now I have a dedicated page for money. Um, let me, let me follow here. Or same, same age area. Um, you mentioned you're in school and, and you budget. Um, how are you managing like doing school as well as um, earning money and setting aside money at the same time? Like that's, that seems very difficult. 
Uh, yeah, I think a little bit it is. Um, I will say I was lucky. I was a really smart kid. Um, ended up going, you know, like I, my scholarship was worth, I think, almost a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. Um, something like something in that area. Um, so I went to school almost free um, for, uh, for four years. I got two different majors. I have a minor. Like I've gotten so much out of my undergrad experience. My student loans are only about seventy five hundred and I'm almost halfway done with those already before I even graduate. Cool. Um, so it's really part of it. Part of managing my money really has been um like that my school was paid for. Like that's a privilege that I have that I know some people don't have. But another thing is I work for my school, like I'm employed on campus. So they already kind of work around my schedule by default. Um, I set my own hours. I can step back when I need to, when I need to focus on myself, I need to focus on schoolwork. Um, so there's a lot of built-in um, different things there. But one of the biggest things for just managing all of the things that I do at once is really just like embracing and like prioritizing my own boundaries. Um, like you don't have to say yes to every opportunity or every dollar that comes your way um, if it's like hurting your physical and mental health. Yep. And that's something that I saw one of your posts that was very inspiring um, was you, you mentioned building wealth and enjoying life aren't mutually exclusive. We only get one life, make the most out of it. I think you're doing very well. Like how, what is like something that you would say to someone who's trying to focus on that? Like myself um, speaking specifically, like trying to balance, balancing my current life while also planning for a, a, the best future possible. I mean, I think it one, I will say, I think it would depend on the age of the person that I talk to. But mm -hmm. I think in general, I think I would just say, like, just get started. Like, you don't have to be perfect. Sometimes something's going to run over. Sometimes you may skip a budget for a month. Sometimes you may forget. Sometimes you may miss a homework and start it, but miss a homework assignment. But like the hardest part of this journey for me was really getting started and believing in myself and knowing that like I could build wealth, like, and you can too, as long as you get started like you just have to start that's definitely what I would tell just a random stranger on the street awesome that's that's pretty 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 simple but might be hard um for some um do you use anything specific to budget or, or do you just do you use an app or you just have like a excel sheet or um so I know a lot of people like have their like spreadsheet that they worship that's like perfect and does all of the calculations for them but like that mm -hmm. didn't work for me mm -hmm. um, so I have like a hybrid method I have like spreadsheets that like like when I get windfall I use the spreadsheet but I also like use the mint app to track like you know my balances across different things um but I think I have a hybrid system that works for me just because I'm in college I have a little bit of an inconsistent um I have a little bit of an inconsistent income it's also like not that much money mm -hmm. um but usually it's really just really flexible um for the most part what I do is I try to do a zero a zero based budget and give every dollar a job so every dollar that comes into my account has a job um mm -hmm. like even if it's just two dollars to get me something give me a water from the calf. um mm -hmm. so I try to just give every dollar a job and I think that's the biggest budgeting system I have but I definitely don't have like a, a app that I know people love YNAB that's not really my jam I don't really have a spreadsheet that I go to mm -hmm. um don't really have a specific app or anything like that I see um so what happens when you when you go over budget and you mentioned you have inconsistent income each month like how do you determine like I'm gonna put this money away towards sinking fund a um let's say Christmas for example it's coming up or any holiday uh, versus investing. Um, I know that you maxed out your Roth already um, for 2021. Um, okay, so I think there are a couple of different questions there. Um, I try to not go over budget, but you know, we're not perfect. Yep. Um, so I have some 
so I have inconsistent income. I always keep my emergency fund on the back end for any time that I just mess up somewhere or I overdraft, not overdrafted, but like, oh, I forgot that like Apple, like Apple Music will come on the most random day and be like, I'm taking your last dollar. Um, so usually what I do, I keep my emergency fund ready. I have a fund that's ready to go for any time I make mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. And then you ask a separate question about what dollars I choose to invest. So after every dollar has gone out, it has a job. I've put money towards my student loans. I've, you know, put, I've got my rent and my utilities and all of that paid for the month. I have the, any money that's left over becomes, um, I call it blow me money. So I can blow it on anything that I'd like. Um, mm -hmm. So once the next kind of pay period rolls over, whenever I get another check, any, any like fund money that's left over, that's when I finally send it to my Roth IRA, to my brokerage, whatever account is available at that time. So, cause I'll have new fund money whenever I'm done running through the numbers, running through the budget for the week, the month, however I'm working. But usually investment money will always start off as fun money that I ended up not spending over the course of two weeks, a month, however long it may have been. I, I really like that. That's pretty cool. Like, so if you, if you like set aside money, like this is for myself. And then as, as you yeah, progress through the week or month, it. you're like, I don't, I didn't spend it. So I need it to go somewhere. So let's save it for my future. That's I'm going to, I'm keeping that for myself as well. That's, that's pretty yeah, neat. I really like it. Cause it's still, it's still, especially for young people. Like, it, it, cause like I get stuck, like that post I just made about like building wealth and having fun don't have to be mutually exclusive. I struggle with like feeling like I needed to have every dollar. Like this, like if I invested this $20 I'm spending on laser tag right now, I'd have like 50 extra dollars in, you know, what in retirement, but like yeah, 20, that's what I struggle with my life. Yep. So whenever I don't spend that money, this, then I decide, okay, cool. I got $75 left that I didn't spend and I'll have, I get paid tomorrow. So cool. I'll send this straight to my brokerage and it's done. I see. Um, and then in terms of like an emergency fund, I know everyone has different, like how many months do you, do you keep for your emergency fund? And do you keep fund money in your emergency fund since you do want to live in now, but is also prepared for future? Um, okay, so there, uh, my emergency fund is in a completely separate account at a separate bank. I primarily use Chase. My emergency fund is at Capital One, just so I don't, you know, move money too easily. Like it being mm -hmm. at a different bank keeps it completely out of my mind. I almost never touch it. Except those times, like early on, I used to mess up a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but my fund money actually goes into my primary. I have two checking accounts, one for bills and all kinds of things that are set on auto pay. And then I have a checking account just for my fund money. Um, like the blow me money. Um, so it sits there um, separate from the emergency fund. But I try to keep about three or four months of emergency fund, usually about the length of a semester, just in case, you know, there was a hurricane recently where I was. So I had that emergency fund and I was able to pay my rent, even though, you know, my landlord kind of waived it. He was really nice about it. Um, so I try to keep three or three to four, almost maybe five months, just for the length of a semester, just to get me through the end of the semester. Um, and then, at the you know, the start of the next semester, I usually have some funds coming in for any like jobs I did over the summer or maybe some work I did in the winter or maybe a refund check because I, you know, have lots of scholarships, grants and aid money coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's very, very neat. Um, on, on your Instagram page, you also mentioned something I'm not too aware of, and I feel like it would be great value added for those listening. Um, you mentioned Coast Fi, so Fire is financial independence, retire early. Um, but what is what is Coast Fi? Like, what is that? Yes, Coast I. I try to get my friends on board. They don't really want to hear it right now, but Coast Fire, I feel like Coast Fire is the key for young people. Like it really lets us kind of, like what we were talking about earlier, like 
you say it for your future, like your future is almost already set. And mm-hmm. then you can just live your life from there. So essentially what Coast Fire is, it's still financial independence, retire early, but essentially what happens with Coast Fire is the total in all of your retirement accounts that includes Roth IRAs, 401ks, HSAs, all of those accounts total together will over time, compound interest will get you to your fire balance, whatever that number may be. So for me, I have two different co-spires. I have millionaire co-spires. So like, okay, once I hit 16, because I'm so young, I'm only 21. Mm-hmm. By the time I hit $17,000, I will still have 44 years to go. And that will get me to a million dollars. And I would never have to put another dollar into any of my investment accounts. At all. Ah, I so see. That's how co-spire works. You basically, you do it all up front. And then you let time do the rest of the work. If you really just want to enjoy your life or like, you know, you want to take a job, you know, that's a little bit pay, like lower paying. So for example, once I hit my post five, even if I, you know, I was unemployed for the rest of my life and I never, I never invested another dollar at, re- at retirement age, I will be taken care of. I see. Um, so that's being more aggressive now at a younger age. Um, and if you never did anything, you would be set to live the life that you uh, wish to live when you are at retirement age. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, yes, I guess it is the The older you get, the more aggressive you have to be. But like Coast Fire for me at 21 with four decades to go, it's only $16,000. Some people invest, like some of, some of the people that I follow invest that in a month. Some people invest that in two weeks. So that's really the benefit of starting early. Your fire number, your Coast Fire number specifically will be so much lower. Like had I started at 18, I think, I think the eight, I think at 18, it's like maybe $9,000. You can save that in a summer and you'd never have to contribute to retirement again. And you could be a stupid 21 year old and blow all your money on drinks and whatever you want to do while you're in college. Mm, I see. Um, do you have any side hustles that you have? I know you're balancing school, you're budgeting, you're investing, um, you're saving and any other source of income other than that job that you have at, in, in college? Yes, um, I do have a couple side hustles. Um, one of my main side hustles is on campus. I actually work as a facilitator. So I'll go in um, for different organizations that they maybe want to facilitate around racism or sexism or gender or just, you know, want to have a, thought, a thoughtful, productive conversation and want somebody to mediate that conversation. I go in and I facilitate that. Usually that lasts about an hour and a half. Um, and I'm in a program where like a whole bunch of us come together and, you know, it's on a schedule and like, hey, is anyone available this weekend to facilitate this for this organization? And you step in, cool. And you get paid. I think our pay is around $60 per facilitation. Um, and I usually do about but anywhere between six and 12 in a semester. Wow. And that usually can be anywhere between an extra 400 to $800 for me in the semester. Wow. That is, that is inspiring. And how do you manage your, like your schoolwork um, with all of this? Like, I feel like you right now you're, you're clocking at like 26 hours in a day. Like <laughs> maybe I am, I just might be, I will say um, I really didn't, I really didn't get that momentum behind my journey until junior year, but I've always been very like, and as you'll, you'll see this trend with me, cause I'm a super big fan of Coast Fire. I almost Coast Fired my undergrad degree as well. Um, so during my first two years where I was just paying for that car, I was living paycheck to paycheck. Sometimes my account was in a negative. Um, during that time, I was taking a lot of classes. So in my first and second year, I took so many hours. So once I got to my junior and senior year, like right now I'm in 
three classes and it's it's light work. It's stuff I've done before. It's writing papers. It's stuff that I'm good at. Just stuff from my major that I'm familiar with. So now that I'm up here, I've almost coastified my degree because for my last two semesters, I'm going to be enrolled in about six credit hours, which is a, maybe about half or maybe a third of what a traditional student would do. Wow. Yeah. Um, I remember my June, my freshman and sophomore year, I was taking 18 and 19 credits. Um, junior year, I took 15. Um, again, yep. that same mindset of like, look forward looking, but also not blowing myself off where I'm taking 21, 22 credits. I'm finding that mm -hmm. balance. Um, I love how you're always like very future driven. I will say that's very inspiring. Yeah, I am so future oriented. I think uh, I, I kind of had a rough childhood. So I always I always would just tell myself it, it gets better. The future is coming. Like one day it'll be better. And I think I try to live by that each and every day. Um, and I think I even got lucky with that mindset that I had because I took all of my credit hours early on. So by the time I had reached, you know, the time the pandemic hit, I think I was a second semester sophomore. Um, I took like 18 hours that semester. And since then I've just been cruising because I know people have really been struggling with college and work and all of those things. So I haven't been enrolled in too many credit hours. I haven't been super stressed out. And I've had more time to, make money and be involved and like do all these things and really like set myself up for like success. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What is something inspiring that you would tell someone who's around your age in college, going to college or just graduated? Um, like trying to trying to decide, like, where do I start? Because you mentioned earlier, just start, right? Where, where do I start? I think, well, where I, I and I will say, um, I think one of the things about starting is sometimes we get too caught up in like wanting to know everything, wanting to yep. know all the information we need. I need to do all of this research so I can decide which brokerage to like, it, it doesn't matter. Pick one, literally pull one out of a hat and go with that one. Um, so I will say you don't have to necessarily be reckless, but don't do too, don't do too much research. But I would start where I started with the Roth IRA. Almost everyone's qualified to, you know, invest in a Roth IRA. It's low stakes. It's post tax. You don't really have to worry about, you know, buying and selling within it I think the Roth IRA is really a good start for anybody just kind of around our age just confused don't know what to do like I would say start with whatever you got ten dollars in your pocket put it in your Roth IRA and just start there awesome I love that um well Nellie thank you again for taking time to speak I, I I learned a lot and I would love to connect again in the future um to learn more about like your hustles and and where you go once you graduate yes absolutely I'm so excited to just kind of see what my page looks like in even just a few months. Once I graduate, I get a job. I'm making a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I've never been on a podcast and I talk kind of fast. Um, so I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And I, I understood everything you said. Um, and if anyone does have any questions on the podcast, you can always leave a voice comment um, on Spotify. They have that feature. Um, otherwise, awesome. you're always welcome to DM uh, Nelly at Kiwi Dollars. Uh, again, I'll, I'll link her. Instagram in the show notes. Thank you all for joining. Thank you so much.